Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're reviewing Duke in Shining Armor by Loretta Chase. And this is the first in the Difficult Dukes series. It came out in 2017. And we are looking forward with bated breath for the next one, which we expect to come out sometime in early 2020. And so this, the Difficult Dukes are known as their disgraces. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you guys, I mean, it's so ridiculous, but it's so cute. And it's, it's so cute. It's so Loretta Chase. It's three best friends. Who are the most poorly behaved members of the aristocracy. But they always pay their bills. They're real rich, and their creditors love them. And they're like, they understand that they wreak havoc, but then they do do their best to make amends for it. Yeah. So, um, and unlike a lot of series... I feel like Loretta Chase does the bad boy line very well. I think she does. I think she does. We'll talk about it more. Okay. I just, I felt like in this case, I bought that they were troublesome without crossing the line into, I don't root for you anymore. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, that's the thing. But I do wonder if they were truly bad boys. Okay. That Legit. Comes, that comes up in my notes. Okay. So without further ado, the book jacket. Not all Dukes are created equal. Most are upstanding members of society. And then there's the trio known as their disgraces. Hugh Philemon Ancaster, 7th Duke of Ripley, will never win prizes for virtue. But even he draws the line at running off with his best friend's bride. All he's trying to do is recapture the slightly inebriated Lady Olympia Hightower and return her to her intended bridegroom. For reasons that elude her, bookish, bespectacled Olympia is supposed to marry a gorgeous rake of a duke. The Tom is flabbergasted. Her family's ecstatic. And Olympia? She's climbing out of a window bent on a getaway. But tall, dark, and exasperating Ripley is hot on her trail, determined to bring her back to his friend. For once, the world-famous Hellion is trying to do the honorable thing. So why does Olympia have to make it so deliciously difficult for him? I mean, this is great. Just a really good job of setting up the book, I think. Because especially, it really only spoils the very beginning. So, like, that's Perfect. the premise. Olivia is 26. Mm -hmm. She is the oldest daughter in a family of boys. Yes. She's got one older brother. One older brother, and then there are, I think, seven Young, other... Five younger yeah. ones, seven total, something insane like that. And so she's sort of... She doesn't really have a tragic backstory. Not at all. Her parents are alive, if a little bit... Yeah. Like, her parents are fine. They're fine. Um, they, she, basically, they, ha they have a million kids, and they don't have quite enough money to care for all of them. Right. So th there's sometimes been some shortages of funds, and Olivia's found ways to assist in managing yes. what they keep and what they pawn off. And, yes, indeed. Um, so, but she's a really fun, interesting character. She's, you know... I like Olympia. Older, and that's why the, the proposal was so shocking, but the disgraces whose head you're in sort of describe it as, like, she was wife material from the very beginning. Exactly. And so she just had to wait for one of the aristocrats to be ready to marry. To, to grow up and notice her, basically. And I liked that that was kind of assumed was going to... I know it might be, like, anachronistic, but I like that when they decided to get married, they looked to the 26-year-old and not yes. the 18-year-old. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So as usual, we come up with our own summaries, and we base them on a random number. The random number this week was 35. So my summary. Olympia flees her wedding accompanied by bridesmaid Ripley. He noticed her as the hot marrying kind when he wasn't looking to marry. You can run from your wedding, not from your feelings. Pistols at dawn. <laughs> 
So Elaine is alluding here to something that happens later in the book. I am. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, here's mine. Olympia is proper, Ripley is not. This book is about what happens when a proper lady flees her wedding and an improper duke tries to bring her back. Spoiler, she never does make it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, there's going to be a little bit of spoilering, but I think most of what I want to spoil is, like, in the first three chapters. So, I'm... That's fair. My issues with it come a lot later, so we're good. It's going to have to come after the spoiler cut. Okay, so but I'm so I'll just warn you if you want to see truly spoiler free, I don't think this is a review we're gonna be able to do that. Yeah. But I will do my best to keep it like to the very beginning. Yeah. So she's getting married to Ashmont, mm-hmm. who is known as his grace with the angel face. Who's or luscious Lucius. Or luscious Lucius, which like I was rolling reading this darn thing. It's pretty funny. So it was so funny. And um so she's engaged to him. She's Excited to marry him. He's got a library. Yeah. That's really what she's concerned with. She's really into books. She's really into books. Um, And he kind of is sort of egged on by his uncle. So he's got an uncle who's like... This uncle is great. Lord Frederick. Ashmont has an uncle, Lord Frederick, who basically, unbeknownst to Ashmont, got Ashmont to propose by saying he didn't expect him to. Yeah, he said, you don't, you, you couldn't, you couldn't propose to her. She would never accept you. Yeah. And he does really have affection for her. It's not just that he was kind of egged into it by his uncle, but like, she saved him from a pretty awkward social situation. He just liked how capable yeah. she was. Um, so Ripley, who had been on the continent, yes. comes home to find that Ashmont is engaged. To Olympia Hightower. To Olympia Hightower. And Ripley had, like, had it bad for Olympia Hightower. Kind when of. When were younger. Uh, okay, that, so like, here's the thing. I wanted more of that. Okay. And there wasn't enough. It, it's alluded to that he sort of knew she was the kind of thing he'd have to grow into. He knew exactly who she was. So he's, when he came home from the continent and it turned out that Ashmont was marrying, he said, who are you marrying? Lady Olympia. And he knew immediately. So she wasn't like a wallflower who he didn't know who she was. He right. knew exactly who she was. Exactly. But so she sort of starts freaking out the day of the wedding. And it, she sort of doesn't think about why. She just gets trashed. Real trashed. Climbs she starts the, out with Brandy in the in tea. the tea and then the tea disappears. Yeah. And she's you're just like in her head and she's sort of not thinking it through. She's just like, I've gotta get married, gotta get ready to get married. What if this window unlocks? Gotta get married, gotta get married. And it's just it's so authentic, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like the way she's written having this anxiety yes. attack and just like in full denial is hilarious. And it gets to the point where she's like fled. Ripley has gone after her. And she's decided, well, clearly now I must get in a hackney. And Ripley is like, don't we need to go back to your wedding? And she just turns to him and she, it's perfectly punctuated. I need money for the hackney. And you can just perfectly see this like drunk, 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 drenched woman in a wedding dress. I'm not thinking anymore. I need to get in this cab. You are either helping me or hindering me, but I'm getting in the cab. That's exactly it. It's basically like, look, I can do this with you or without you, but I'm getting in that cab. Yeah. So do you have money or not? It was just so entertaining. I'll say it starts with this just rollicking pace and that it 
the pace does not wind down for quite a bit. I, I was laughing out loud. It was really, I, I it was that's very what, funny. Yeah. I really did enjoy it a lot. Well, especially because they were both acting so out of character. Mm-hmm. Her, like, doing this reckless, irresponsible thing. And he and doing the responsible thing. thing. He's like, okay, is it worse if I stay with her or leave her? Is it worse if I stay with her or leave her? And, like, walk, like mentally going through those yes. hoops was just so funny. Yes. So, lots of tropes. Lots. So, as you can guess, she has been the overlooked wallflower for all of her life. Yes. And he, in this case, they're stuck in the Hackney, and then they're on the run together. A little bit of forced proximity there. There's a little bit of... There's some carriages, too. Some hurt comfort. Oh, uh, yeah. He he does end up a little maimed. Yeah. Uh, The elders encouraging the youth not to repeat the mistakes that have been done. Oh, you know that Lord Frederick and Lady Julia are... Lady Julia is Ripley's aunt. Yes. And And they are fated. uh Uh-huh. There's also a lot of, like, chasing her through the rain. And, like, if this were a movie, all the stills would be, like, tropes you recognize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so we we both did like the name, their disgraces. Oh, so good. It was really good. And yeah, are they really all that bad? So they do cavort. They cavort. They've been in some duels. They've been in a lot of duels. And like even this scandal of Ripley running off with Ashmont's bride, I think the answer is society actually does. Think they're that bad? Think they're that bad, but they're not. Mm. And I think that's the key to a bad boy I can root for is like they're irresponsible and people are either amused by or frown at them. Yeah. But ultimately they're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Like I mean that's true. If they were truly bad boys, we wouldn't root for them. No. And there's a lot. So when you get to Lady Julia, you get a lot of hints that they have these tragic backstories. So apparently they have like the worst fathers in creation. Well, they're all like 30 and already dukes. Yes. So the fathers are also dead. Yeah. In addition to having sucked. But what I liked, too, is that Lady Julia was like, look, I've given allowances long enough to you kids. It's to you darn kids. It's time for you to grow up now. Yeah. Basically, which... uh, uh, Guys, I really liked Lady Julia. The aunt was crazy cool. She was great. There's also a side plot where... So the three dukes... Ashmont's engaged to Olympia. Ripley one's off with Olympia, and then the third one, whose name is one whose name is Blackwood, is married to Ripley's sister. Yes. And Ripley's sister couldn't attend the wedding. And when they go for some reason, when they go to his aunt Julia's house, they expect her to be there, and she's not. Yep. So this is also setting up the conflict in the Blackwood marriage. Yes. But so, so the so the next book is going to be marriage in trouble. But the way Julia deals with her missing niece. In addition, mm-hmm. like, she's just such a great she's character. Just so, oh, she's just great. She's just great. She's great. And she just, you know that she has been through things. She has seen things in her life. Yes. So they get to Julia's house after lots of crazy adventures, which include kisses and her seeing him naked. And um, some new French underwear. Some new French underwear. Yeah. Yeah. This book is so fun. It's, I will agree with that. I will agree that this book is super, super fun. It's like, I think the highlight for me is the adventure novel, like, premise. Yes. Combine with, it's pretty sexy. Yeah, like, it is. It's pretty sexy. I will also say this features a hero who's similar to our dear Rupert Carsington, who we've been talking about a lot lately. Of Mr. Impossible. It, it just has no, he doesn't have much introspection. He knows right. what he wants. He knows if it's good or bad, and then he has to decide, am I going to fight against my impulses and take what I want, 
or am I going to do the right thing by society, which I've never done before, and not take what I want? But it's not just by society, it's by his best friend. That is the biggest issue. Which so that's, does... That's the conflict in this book. Is she is his best friend's fiancé bride-to-be exactly. imminently. And also Ripley recognizes that if she would be good for Ashmond, she would be good for him. Or the other way around. If I really like her, then probably Ashmond really likes her too. Right. So he feels very guilty for of, how he feels about her. Exactly. And so I I think the combination of how funny the premise is, and I, I buy their chemistry. Oh, I, I do for sure. I totally get why this 30-plus-year-old Duke who's sort of bored yeah. of the philandering fun times he and his friends have had with this tragic past is kind of into this really stable woman. And I get why the woman who was nervous about Ashmont wouldn't be nervous of Ripley. Yes. So here's what I wanted more of in this book. It's implied on several occasions that Ripley has always sort of had his eye on her. Yes. And she has always had her eye on him. And, but, and she was very aware of him kind right. of way. But they have never really interacted. So they've never really talked. They've never danced. They've never run into each other in a lending library. And he sort of alludes to the fact that, like, he knew talking to her would be something society interpreted as something and he was choosing to put off getting to know her until yeah he was willing to do something about it sure but it did give too much credence to too little relationship that's i needed more from the relationship between them other than the fact that oh from afar i thought you were hot oh wow me too from afar i thought you were hot too right that was what i was missing right the idea that they had this long history that helped to justify both of their sort of irresponsible behavior yes was not actually grounded in reality i missed that so i, I, I missed that a lot i don't know if i didn't care or if i read more into the illusions than you did i read it again and i i was hoping for more and i just didn't get it Okay. I, I wanted a little more. I, I don't mind if it's not there on the page, if it's explained a little bit. So I don't mind if we're told that there is a shared history that I don't see very much of. I would rather that than, than, than this, which is we, we have a shared history, but it's, there's nothing. I think I read into it. I just figured right. like London society at this point is really tiny the fact that he even was paying that much attention to her was a sign of something and just accepted that as, like, fact and moved on. Sure. Which, like, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that invalidates your point. I just don't think it bothered me. Yeah. I just I, I just wanted it. I wanted more. I mean, I always want more Loretta Chase. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, give us more, Loretta. Come on. But so, while that's a criticism, it's not quite something offensive. So, what offended you about this book? What offended me about this book? All right. I... Here's the thing. There is, this is a big spoiler. So stop reading now. It involves violence. Yeah. Stop, stop listening now. Uh, if you don't want to hear a major spoiler, because my spoiler is not about what, my spoiler is not about the actual event, but about things surrounding the event. All right. So give us like four minutes. Okay. So there is a duel. There's a big duel in this book between Ashmont and Ripley. And it After is... After Ripley has married Olympia. Yes. So Ripley marries Olivia. 
Ripley marries Olympia and that and he then the next day after their wedding day has a duel scheduled with his best friend Ashmont her ex-fiance her ex-fiance so they go to bed and have like this most amazing wedding night and it's like so poignant like there are, he's thinking this could be really the only night I spend with my wife I love her so much he writes her the most romantic sweetest letter I, this part didn't bother me like I thought it was really nice and I really liked reading this depiction of a man who thinks this could be my last night on earth so what do I want to do with it I want to spend it with my wife sure right so that part I really didn't bother me at all I liked it and I thought it brought a little bit of realism to the idea of a mm -hmm. duel because when you read these books these Regency romances so many times the duel is just thrown out there and then they go duel and either he kills the guy or you know whatever right uh, and it's not treated as something as serious as as it probably was right so I really liked the night before then comes the actual duel mm -hmm. the actual duel it starts out, again, very seriously. So they're very serious. There's the doctor. They're wearing all black so that they make less of a target. Like, all these things that are probably very historically accurate uh, and very interesting and also very poignant because he slips away from his wife at 4.30 in the morning on their wedding night to go duel and possibly die. Uh, she finds out, of course, goes after him. And then when she gets there, he gets shot not, it's not a serious wound or anything like that. But as soon as he gets shot, he it, it turns out that actually all along this wasn't all that serious. Mm -hmm. That's what got me. Okay, I was like, why? What was this? Like, I was really invested in this whole idea that not only was he thinking he might die, he had lost his best friend. Like, it was just very. For Loretta Chase, very tragic. And I think the difference is I actually really liked the duel because I actually didn't buy into the angst at any point. Like, even when he was writing the letter to her and getting there and setting up the doctor and doing all of that, I think I got the impression that, like, this was his best friend. And even though they were preparing for the worst, no one actually intended to go through with it. And so I read it more as this is exactly who the disgraces are yeah where it's a lot of postulation and sh like not postulation it's a lot of showmanship for what is ultimately not that serious or not that bad yeah so i thought it was really consistent with the characterization and like it's the sort of honorable thing for show that a bunch of idiot boys raised together especially in that era would do yeah and so even though it was like annoying in that it wasn't really angsty i think i'm more here for the lighthearted if i don't have to deal with angst. yeah well it got it got too offensive for me because it really got to boys are boys boys will be boys they're just gonna go shoot each other i see and I, maybe kill each other that pissed me off i really hate boys will be boys stuff and i just don't think i read this that way oh that is 100 percent what i saw i read this twice again mm -hmm. i, I read, read it twice the first too. time and i was like yeah it's cute because and i remember saying i did not like this duel yeah and lane was like i kind of liked it so i reread it and i was like i'm gonna see what i liked about it what i didn't like about it and and that was the thing for me is that you know, have a instead I read it of more pistols like at Ashmont dawn. in particular is a fucking idiot. Oh, totally. But then Ripley didn't have to go along with it, and neither did Blackwood. I don't know. It just was. If this book is about Ripley growing up, which is what I think it it is about. Okay. It did not deliver on that to me. 
Because you felt like it was a really juvenile revolution. Extremely juvenile. And the fact that she forgave him because she has a lot of brothers and she understands that boys do dumb things. That's, that was annoying. Fair enough. Really pissed me off. Yeah. So that's what got me. It's like, it, it, it was set up and I read it and I read it closely. It was set up as this, not as a tragedy, but as something that could turn tragic. It was. Yeah. And that ended up being, oh, well, we had to do it because if we didn't do it, then Olympia would mean that you didn't mean anything, that you weren't worth it. That's what they said. It was. No, but I kind of like that. I was not into it. I, I feel like the way that the boys had sort of justified how to get all of them out of this with their reputations intact, it wasn't necessarily the smartest possible solution. But it works. There was another solution that was that was 100% there that Blackwood proposed and that Ashmont didn't want to do because he wanted to have the stupid duel and maybe kill his friend. Yeah. I, it just, it really got to me. I read that more as a reflection on Ashmont than on Ripley. Which yes, but. Ripley went through with it. He did. Yeah. You know? Anyway. No. Uh, I'm wondering what I'll think next time I read it. And I'm sorry if I'm ruining this for you right now. Because no, you're, I did really like it. But I, from the the beginning, from my first read, I didn't like the duel. Um, I was wondering why. And, and I think I pinpointed why. And then yeah. this is it. It's the, the tone shift. And I thought that it was a mischaracterization of Ripley at this point. That's fair. Because he has supposedly grown up. Well, I think I was just so glad it wasn't angsty. Yeah. That, like, I was so happy it was a lark. Yeah. I mean, I, I was glad, but I also thought to myself, then why did they... Yeah, it was no. too much for me. Fair. Um, sexiness. I, I thought it was really sweet. It was really sexy. And yeah. they're like... This one definitely uses their relationship to show the bonding of yeah. the characters. There's this adorable scene where he's, like, found a wheelchair that used to belong to his grandfather. And this is when he's sort of laid up. And so they, like, race around the library in the wheelchair making out. And it's, like, so cute and it's sexy. Cute. I mean, what you said in the beginning, that, that this is, like, a, rom- a rom-com. Yeah. That's totally... You can see this scene on the silver screen. Yes to be alliterative. And their first time, because like they've been depriving themselves of what is inevitable because she's, yeah. you know, technically engaged to yeah. Jesse. Well, and so she proposes to him. Yeah, she She's does. like, look, I don't want to marry Ashmont. I think you are attracted to me, so why don't we get married? And he turns her down. Because he wants to marry her, but she is engaged to his best friend. Right. And so he basically, they, they have like a ton of flirtatious conversations where she's basically like, what do I have to do to get it across to you that I want you? And she, he, she said, what do I have to do? I practically took off my clothes and said, take me now. And he said, well, if you did that, right. then I would get the point. So she does. Yeah. So <laughs> they're great. like, they're out in the rain again. Again. And they, and they fell up, in a river too. Oh my God. They're soaked. And they end up in this like a little hunter's cabin. Oh, it's the, it's the trope. It's so cold. We better take off our clothes and warm up by the fire. Except she's not aiming just to warm no. up. No, she's not. And it was really sexy and like, the little details, the buttons on her dress and the way that she's forcing his hand mm-hmm. in that way. I loved how consensual it was. Yeah. Very sweet. It was very sweet. It was it was a little cutesier than I think we usually go for. Very cutesy, but, but I, I, was I was there for it. Really though. here for it. And like I loved how much making out we got leading up to that. Like yeah. and I think it was how hard they were trying to deprive themselves. Yeah. It made them finally not depriving themselves so satisfying. It was really nice. It was really good. Uh, I really liked how she so I, I did 
think that it was good. So yes, she's the girl who grew up with all the brothers. Yeah. So that's how she knows how to how to deal with these relatively immature mm -hmm. uh, men. So for example, she knows he's really twisted his ankle and really hurt it, and she knows that he's trying to cover up how much it hurts. So they get in the carriage, and he she's like, take off your shoe. So he takes it off. And he's all like, it's gonna smell bad. I shouldn't take off my shoe and put it on your lap. So she takes the shoe off, puts it on her lap, and then she pretends like it smells like horrible. She she plugs her nose and she pretends to gag. And of course he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And it, it just, I thought came across as, yeah, that's what you would do if yeah. you. Lorena Chase is a good writer of people. Yes, yes. And I think is. this book is that to a T. Yeah, I agree. Which is maybe why the duel disappointed you so much, because yeah, it felt out of character. It did. It really did. Because, again, to me, this book is about, and I think the three books will be, about the disgraces growing up. Yeah. And becoming men you might want to marry. Yeah. And at this point, Ripley was a man that you, I mean, he was super romantic. I was great. And then he does this numbskull thing, and he's not even, like, sympathetic to her yeah. either, which also really pissed me off. So anyway, but yeah, overall high on the sexiness quotient. Yes. And especially because, so their first time's in the cabin, but then they have, as Meg said, this romantic wedding night that's uh, right before the end. Yes. So it's, it's sexy, it's sexy all the way, all the way through and like <laughs> it builds on itself. So yeah. it's major points for working in the sexiness. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next one, even though I'm not usually a big fan of marriage in trouble. I'm not a huge fan of marriage in crisis either, but I... I'm interested to find out why Alice married Blackwood. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to find out what happened to go wrong, and I can't wait for him to get his comeuppance because you know he's going to get it. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't wait for Frederick and Julia. I know. I, I don't think they're going to get their own book. I don't I either. think it's going to be spread out over the three, and it I, I doesn't bother me. I'm there for it, so bring it on, Loretta. I can't wait. We recommend this book, but maybe, you know, Duels are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh my gosh. I, here's the thing. I also think Loretta Chase likes duels. Oh. So we'll read. So there is a novella that she wrote called Royally Ever After. Yes. That we will read. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And it basically involves a duel. Okay. I think she's, I, so I think that Loretta Chase, I'm totally making this up. This is fan fiction in my head about Loretta Chase. Okay. I think that she's really interested in the culture and things that happened in old timey days. Yeah. Because her writing is so, we've talked about this, is not anachronistic at all. Like right. I think she writes these really cool old-timey characters in a way that makes you relate to them but is also not anachronistic not mm. anachronistic right and so i think she's interested in why someone would duel what it would look like i, I mean if you read this book if you reread just the dueling parts it she there's this whole part about where it happens what time it happens what yeah. time it would happen in the winter what time it would happen in the summer is there a doctor is there this what does a second do what does this person mm -hmm. do and it's not done in a way that you get bored reading about it no it's really well woven into the text but I, so i feel like this 
that especially this dueling scene was written for her she was imagining what it would be like like indulging her historian tendencies yeah. well and also be like what would it be like to be huh. maybe she maybe she just watched hamilton too um <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight nine okay i don't know i'm just maybe it happened maybe and she was like i'm gonna write a book from the perspective of a man who's about to fight a duel yeah writes a letter to his, the final letter to his wife. My yeah. Dar my darling girl. I can see that. All right. So, again, I thought the setup was so much better than the payoff. So the duel itself did not offend me. Right. It was yep. where you thought the characters were for it to happen the way exactly. it did. All right. Anyway, I've talked about this duel a lot. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit out the part where I'm like, give us four minutes and <laughs> give, just be like, just from, be like from here on out. Sorry, guys. Bye. Um, but as always, thank you so much for listening. We really enjoy producing this podcast. So if you enjoy listening to it, it would be great if you could rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks so much.